Hey, what's up? We're Brave Youth, a youth movement happening all across Miami, starting at our home, Brave Church. Thanks for checking out our podcast. We can't wait to see how God's going to use it to change your life. Enjoy the message. Oh man, you look beautiful. You sound beautiful and you smell beautiful. Turn to your neighbor. Come on, lift up your armpit. Let him smell your armpit right now. Oh man, you smell good. Come on. Hey, listen, this is week four of Brave Wars. Is anybody excited for week four of Brave Wars? Yeah. I came on an assignment from God today to tell you that it's not over until God says it's over because the blue team was at the bottom, but God said, you are the head and not the tail, the first and not the last. Oh, I wish the blue team would give God a shot of praise right now. Yeah, yeah, oh snap, listen, it's week four. Thank you guys, thank you. I just needed you for that, and now I'm ready to go, but hey, thank you guys, man, for real. Yellow team, I don't know what happened, man, but y'all was tripping, man. Okay, yellow team, I need y'all to step it up. Come on, if, if, if you're sitting next to a yellow guy right now, just nudge him right now and just be like, you need to step it up, okay? This ain't no game, bruh. Okay, congratulations to the green team who managed to make it to third place. After a great lead over the blue team, but you guys are in third place now. Guess what? That's okay. Okay. Everybody loves the third child. You know how I know? Because I'm a third child. Yeah, come on. Come on. Third children, raise your hand. Come on, make some noise for all the third children in the place. Yeah, the most overlooked. Um, Then the blue team, come on, shout out to the blue team, man. Y'all showed up. Okay. I spoke in faith, and guess what? God answers prayers. Okay. And last week was a breakout week for you guys. Come on. That is one of the greatest uh, miracles that I've ever witnessed in my entire life. I've got supernatural working power moving through students' lives. So congratulations. Um, And then finally, man, the red team, I ain't got nothing to say about you. (laughs) Like, man, y'all are still on top. So congratulations. I just came to say congratulations to you. Um, Hey. Really quickly, man, listen, we we keep saying it. We're going to keep saying it for the next five weeks because one week is five weeks away. And if you are not signed up, if you're not signed up, then what you doing with your life? Boo-boo. Turn to your neighbor and say, boo-boo. Why why are you playing? Why are you always messing around? You need to quit playing games. Then smack, no, don't smack them. Um. But yeah, listen, if, if you're not signed up, you need to register because I promise you it will be, it will be the most life-changing, life-altering weeks of your entire life where God comes down, he reveals his glory, and you walk away changed and transformed. Amen? Amen. Cool. Hey, uh, really quickly today before we jump into the last week of Brave Wars, and it's Color War Week. Come on. Is anybody excited to throw paint at each other? It's going to be great. It's Color Wars Week, but, man, we've been talking about how to fight, right, uh, physically, but more importantly, spiritually. So we've been talking about how to fight uh, and, and how we're not alone in the fight and what we fight with. Uh, tonight, I want to talk to you some more about how you can fight a spiritual battle. Amen? Come on. Does anybody want to fight a spiritual battle? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is anybody excited? That is summertime! Yeah. Raise your hand. Is anybody still in school? Oh, man, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry, man. Y'all still in school? Man, shoot. I've been done with school for like four years, man. It's the best thing ever, okay? Uh, but seriously, uh, it's summertime. But here's what I believe. I believe that summertime is the best time of the year, but it's the time of the year that the enemy loves to attack students the most. Why? Because it's hot, so ain't nobody wearing clothes, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, like it's nice out, so everybody want to party. Come on, can I get an amen? Come on, like, 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 get this. It's summertime, so nobody has anything but time, right? So what I've learned is that summertime is a fun time, but summertime can also be a scary time for, for teenagers because oftentimes it's when the enemy loves to throw temptation and sin at you. Anybody ever been in a fight before? I'm not talking like a wrestling fight, but I'm talking like a fist fight. Anybody? Come on, let's just be real. Let's just be real. High, high five, bro. Bang. Um, let's just be real. Yeah, we can be real in church. That's all right. Come on, like, like you ever been in like a fist fight, like, and, but that's like your BC days, like you're before Christ, then you got saved, sanctified, Holy Spirit came into you, and then you were like, uh, I ain't doing that no more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, like, when I wasn't, when I wasn't as Christian as I am now, my favorite thing that I used to watch, like, on Twitter and YouTube was World Star, World Star. World Star, ba, 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 World Star. Uh, I used to love watching World Star, and I know, man, that was like a, an ungodly thing for me to watch. But my favorite thing to watch when I was your age, and it's not something that I'm proud of. Okay, like I got saved, I got saved. Like I love Jesus now, but I used to watch World Star. Right, my favorite thing to watch on World Star was the girls' fights. You know why it was the girls' fights? Because I love the part in the fight when the girl got her weave ripped out of her head. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, th and then you got the guy on the camera, right? And the guy on the camera, oh, your weave just got snatched up. <laughs> yeah, anybody know what I'm talking about, right? Like the guy on the camera who's like, he he's recording the fight, but he's really not recording the fight. He's really going like this. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you're like watching on YouTube and you're like this. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I used to love, I used to love fights, um, watching fights on World Star. World Star. Um, but I also like watch boxing. Anybody like watching boxing? Yeah? Like anybody like true avid boxing fans? Okay, come on. Like, like come on. Money Mayweather. Come on. Like, come on. Manny the Pac-Man. Pacquiao. Come on. Come on. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I love boxing. I love boxing. Come on. How about Andy Ruiz? Uh, anybody see that fight? Come on. That boy, that boy is bad. He's a bad dude. Okay, come on. Um. Anybody like Bud Crawford? Anybody like Bud Crawford know who he is? No? That's a Nebraska boy. He's the meanest boxer of all time. You can look him up undefeated, and he will stay undefeated because he's from Nebraska, repping the 402, baby. Um, but I, I love watching boxing, and I love watching fighting, but there's a, a huge difference between just street fighting and boxing, right? And one of the main differences is the armor that they carry into their battle, like, like, when you walk into a street fight, like, you ain't got no armor on you, right? Like, you don't have boxing gloves, you don't have headgear, you don't have a mouthpiece, and, and your body is vulnerable. But when you walk into a boxing ring, you walk in with armor. Did you know that God has placed some armor in the world for you to carry so that when you walk into battle, you don't have to be afraid of the attack of the enemy because your body is not vulnerable, your spirit's not, not, not going to come under attack because you're carrying armor. Tonight, I want to talk to you for just 10 minutes on some armor that I think is essential for you to carry into your next summer and into your next season. 
Because here's what the Bible says. The Bible says that there is not just a physical attack on you, but there is a spiritual attack on you. Right? Like there is a constant spiritual warfare, and some of you might have even felt it walking into this place today. Some of you might have felt it when you woke up this morning and you looked at yourself in the mirror and you said, man, I just don't want to live today. Can I tell you, that's a spiritual battle that you're fighting. But the thing that I love about Jesus, Jesus says, hey, you don't have to walk into battle naked, but you can walk into battle with some armor. So I don't want to talk to you on, on the message title, where's your armor? Where is the armor that you are carrying? What armor are you carrying into your next battle, into your next summer, and into your next season? Okay? So now I don't want to teach you guys more than I want to preach to you because I believe that God wants to download some armor into your spirit, into your soul, so that when the enemy tries to attack you, you can pick up your breastplate, you can put on your belt, and you can put on your helmet, and you can wave your sword and hold your shield and know that it doesn't matter what the enemy throws at me because I am protected because I've got the armor. Turn to your neighbor and say, I've got armor. Yeah, you've got armor. It says this, you need armor. In the Bible it says that you need armor. Ephesians 6 verse 13 says, therefore put on the full armor of God. It's funny because a lot of times we like to put on half of the armor of God. We like to put on the pieces of armor that, that fit us most. We like to put on the pieces of armor that we feel like, man, I, I don't need this going into battle because I'm going to be okay and I'm going to rely on my own strength. No, God says you need to put on the full armor of God. So that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled to, to your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. I believe that you need some pieces of armor as you walk into your summer. Okay? Man, if you're taking notes today, and you should be because note takers are. Note takers are. Note takers are. Yeah, note takers are world changers. That's what we believe. So if you have a phone, take that out. If you have a notebook, write these five things down. I have five pieces of armor that I believe are essential for you. And I'm going to describe what these five pieces of armor are. Number one is you need a belt. How many of you are wearing a belt today? Come on. How many of you know, like, if you did not wear that belt today, then you would be showing off stuff that you did not want to show? You know what I'm saying? Because what does a belt do? A belt holds things in place right? A, a belt fastens things in its final position. Okay, the writer of Ephesians says, hey, you need the belt, not just any belt, you need the belt of truth. Did you, knew, did you know that you need truth as the backbone of your faith and of your life? You need a truth. In, in, in a world that we live in where everybody is always trying to prove everybody else wrong, you need to know the truth, right? Like how many of you, you always are the, the person's like, man, I need to know the truth, like, like, you're just a truth chaser. Come on, raise your hand. You can be honest. Yeah, yeah, like, Like, you won't do something unless you know the truth, right? The, th this writer says, hey, you need the belt of truth because what the belt of truth does is it straps you in place. It's like an anchor that holds together your soul so that when the storms come and attack your life, you can say, hey, listen, I know what I see, but I also know the truth. Because oftentimes the truth isn't something that you see. But the truth is still something that will always hold you in place. 
Come on, you need truth in your life. How do you, how do you gain truth? How do you receive truth? you got to read truth. Uh, how do you read truth? Guess what? you, you got to turn to the book of truth, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the good news, which is your Bible. That is the ultimate truth. Did you know that the Bible is the most widely spread, the most well-known Bibles in all of the world? I, I love it because what the Bible is, is it's a road map of truth. That's what it is. It's, it's, it's saying, hey, when you feel like you don't know the answer, all you have to go is turn back to my truth. Here's what I want to encourage you to do this summer. I want you to read one truth every single day and watch what God does in your life. What do I mean by that? Man, what would happen if the hundreds of people that are in this room right now would turn open their Bible every single day for the rest of summer and read one scripture verse? Am I telling you that you have to read the whole Bible? No, 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 no. Am I telling you that you have to read a chapter? No. All I'm saying is that you have to read one scripture every day and watch what truth God reveals in your life. Because what does truth do? It fastens you in place. It says, God, I know your word. I know you're good. I know you're there for me. I know you're going to be exactly who you say that you are. I know that you're going to do exactly what you said you're going to do because I know the truth. Isn't it funny that when you know the truth, it doesn't matter what people say because you know the truth? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's funny, like, when you come home and your mom's like, hey, hey, like, why, why are you and Johnny getting in a fight? And you're like, dude, I didn't fight Johnny. Johnny fought me. And you know the truth, but she's like, dude, this lady's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, and you don't even get upset because you're like, I, I'm not, this is not even worth arguing with you because I know the truth. Isn't it funny that when you know the truth, you can walk in security? Yeah, yeah, when, when you know the truth, guess what? The, the bridge might be shaky, but guess what? You can still walk in security knowing the anchor that ha is holding on to the other side. Yeah, you can walk in security when you know the truth. Come on, you need a belt. That's number one. Write that down. Number two is this. We're going to fly through these things, so write these down. You need a breastplate. Did you know that, that the enemy is after your heart? Why is he after your heart? Because it says in God's word that everything flows from the heart. So, so I want to ask you, that, that means that, that many times we wonder why you have that attitude. We wonder why, man, why is this thing happening? Man, why do I feel this way? Maybe it's because of the people that you have, al have allowed access to your heart, who have, who have altered and, and, and de deferred all of the things in your heart. And so now the things that are coming out of your heart aren't from God. It's from your inner circle. So I want to ask you are, are you, are your friends, are they planting seeds or are they planting weeds in your heart? This summer, be careful with the people that you allow into your inner circle because oftentimes it's the people in your inner circle that have a hold of your heart. Yeah, yeah. Like, like oftentimes it's the boy that you've been texting that you know you shouldn't be texting, but you already gave him a piece of your heart. So you wonder why you always sad and sorry, but it's because he's sad and sorry with his life. And so now it's oozing into your heart and it's coming out of you. I want to I warn you, only find people in your life that are planting seeds that will one day flourish and produce fruit, not ones, that are pr 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 not ones that are planting weeds that are killing the fruit that God is trying to plant inside of you. Who's in your inner circle? Who's in your inner circle? Man, you need to guard your heart. You, you need to guard your heart. It says, it says that you need a breastplate of righteousness. Come on, somebody say righteousness. In other words, what, what this writer is saying is, hey, you need to find righteous people to surround yourself with. You need to find people that share the same values and the same morals and the same standards that you have set for your life. Because oftentimes it's the people that you surround yourself that don't have the same morals that you think they're going to follow you, but really in the end you end up following them. 
and you end up doing this thing called compromise. He says, no, 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 you need to have a breastplate of righteousness. In other words, you need to protect your heart because everything flows out of your heart. And so you need to find righteous people that can produce righteous things that flow from your heart. That's what a breastplate does. Number three is this. Come on, write this down. You need to have ready feet. You need to have ready feet. He says, hey, I want you to be strapped. I want you to be fitted with the readiness of my peace. I want your feet to be ready. How many basketball players do we have in the room today? Come on, come on, come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a whole lot of basketball players. I love it. I love it. Because, because oftentimes it's when you're in a game that coach will say, hey, it's time for us to get ready. And so what do we do? We get off of our heels and we get onto our toes. Did you know that oftentimes God won't leave you in the dark to scare you. He'll leave you in the dark so that you can get ready because he knows if he shows you everything, then you're just going to get comfortable and you're going to sink back onto your heels. But he knows if you don't see what's on the other side, then you'll be get to get expectant. You'll be get to put your toes down and your feet will be ready. God says, hey, I want you to be ready for the attack because you can know that the attack is coming, but you can know the expectation of who I am because I am victorious. I am the dominant one. I am the one that overcomes all things so you can have peace and you can be ready. How ready are you? How ready are you to, to go into this summer? There are a few things that I want you to ask yourself as you wake up in the morning. Man, how do you get ready for this summer? Every day I want you to ask yourself these three questions. Ask God for a new vision. How, how do you get ready in the morning? Every single day I wake up and I say, God, give me a new vision. In other words, this summer, what, what, what have you dreamed of that you've given up on that God says, hey, I want you to dream it again. I want you to expand your vision. I want you to believe for the impossible because I can do it. I can do it. How many of you believe God can do the impossible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, God's looking for some people that stop doubting God but start declaring new dreams and new visions. So what I'm going to do this summer is I'm going to wake up and I'm going to say, God, give me a new vision so that I can be ready to achieve it. God, give me a new vision. The next one is this. Ask God. Ask God for, for a new mission. Yeah, yeah, ask God for a new mission. Man, wake up and say, God, what can I do to further your kingdom? Because watch this. When you build God's house, God builds your life. That's the thing that I love about God is God says, hey, if you build my kingdom, if you further my, my house, then guess what? Your house is already going to be taken care of. Yeah, I'm going to give you the desires of your heart as you seek after me. So ask God, man, God, give me a new mission today. Who can I bless? Man, who can I tell about you? Man, what friends need to know about this youth group and need to be here listening to this message? What is the new mission that I can have for my life? Number three is this. Ask yourself this. Man, ask God for a new revelation. Ask God for a new vision. Ask God for a new mission. Ask God for a new revelation. That means when I'm waking up this summer, I'm going to say, man, God, show me something about yourself that I have never experienced before. Man, the thing that I love about God is God is so big that you can live for the rest of your life. You could be the smartest person in the room, and you could still never even know an ounce of God because that's how big he is. The Bible says that you can't understand it, you cannot fathom it, you cannot even think to believe it. But guess what? That's how big God is. So what, I'm, what am I doing this summer? I'm saying, God, give me a new revelation of who you are so I can be ready to experience something new. He says, hey, I want you to be, to be ready. The, the fourth thing is this, is you need a shield. Yeah, you need a shield, a shield of faith. Did you know that your faith is a shield? It's important to understand the position of the shield. 
You don't hold a shield back here. You don't hold a shield here. But you hold it out in front. Notice the position that when somebody is attacking you, the very first thing that goes into battle is, guess what? Your shield. Mm, that is the power of your faith. That even when you don't feel strong enough, you can put up a shield of faith that goes before you in the battle. So you don't have to be afraid and you don't have to fret because your faith has gone before you. What, 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 is, what is faith? Faith is a blessed assurance. What is faith? It's a belief. It's a hope in Christ Jesus. It, it, it's the understanding that God is before me and he's not behind me. God is before me. He's not underneath me. God goes before me. Many times we forget to realize that God has already gone before you. That's why he, he says, hey, I want you to strengthen your faith because that's the first thing that the enemy is going to attack. So you need to have a strong faith. Notice if you don't have a shield, it doesn't matter how much armor you have because you still have so many available areas that are vulnerable. But when you have a shield, it doesn't matter. And when you find people that can partner their shields together, it's like Wakanda. When they put up their little blast shields and the people try to come in, it doesn't matter because there is a force field. It's like what, what, what happens when, when 100 teenagers get in a room. What do we do? We stick up our faith to the enemy and we say, enemy, you can try to attack us, but it doesn't matter how hard you try because you cannot get in. You cannot break it. I might be locked up or locked out or in the middle, but I know that my faith is going to get me through. It's, it's the importance of faith, man. I wish that there were some people full of faith. Because here's the reality is that faith always goes first. Your faith will always go into battle before you. So if you don't have strong faith, then you don't have a strong chance of winning the battle. But man, when you have faith, it doesn't matter where you are in life. Because you can know what's on the other side of the tunnel. Last thing is this. Last thing is this. You need a helmet and you need a sword. Yeah, yeah, the Bible says, hey, you need a helmet and you need a sword. The helmet of salvation. What is salvation? It's a term that we use to explain how God loved you so much that he sent his son to save you. Yeah, did you know that before Jesus we had no access to God, but because of Jesus who built a bridge to God, we could have access to God. That is the helmet of salvation that covers you. Notice what a helmet does. What does a helmet do? It covers you. You need a covering over you. What is that covering? That covering is Christ Jesus. Come on. Come on. The, I, I love it because the thing about Christ Jesus is he died, but guess what? He rose again and he still lives today. That's why he's such a, a good covering to add to your life. He says, hey, you need the helmet of salvation because when you receive the helmet of salvation, God also gives you a sword. He also gives you a spirit that comes and lives inside of you so that you don't have to fight your battle alone, but somebody starts fighting the battle for you and through you. He says, hey, you need, you need a helmet so that you can receive a sword. I don't know where you're at today, but I believe this. I believe God didn't bring you here for the color war. God didn't bring you here for the games. God brought you here for this moment right now. Because some of you might have been walking around in this life not even knowing about this armor that you could carry. But I believe that tonight God wants to put some armor on you. He wants to equip your life. And he wants you to get ready for a new mission and a new plan and a new purpose. Come on. So with every head bowed and every eye closed all across this place. In a few moments we're going to go outside and we're going to have some fun. But I believe this is the most important part of the night.
I believe that you were chosen, that you were selected, that you were appointed and anointed for such a time as this. That before you were even born, God already knew that this moment was going to happen. Maybe you're in this place and you say, man, I've never received that salvation that you were talking about. I've never said yes to Jesus. I've never accepted him to be the covering on my life. I've never had the ability to fight with the spirit or the sword. But tonight I want to fight my battle in a new way and with a new name and with a new purpose and a new plan for my life. Fighting for a new destiny. Come on, if that's you in this place, uh, the thing that I love about God is he makes it incredibly easy. All you have to do is say yes to him. All you have to do is say yes to God, and you can have this abundant life that he talks about. You can have a life that is, is overwhelming, that is full of blessing and miracles and faith. But tonight, all you have to do is, is say one word. All you have to do is say yes. Come on, so if that's you in this room and you say, man, I've never received that gift of salvation. It is a gift, and it's a powerful gift. But tonight, you want to give your life to Jesus. On account count of three, I'm going to... I'm gonna, uh, ask you to raise your hands, not so that I can see it, but so that I can acknowledge who we're praying for. And as a declaration of you saying, man, I'm going all in with God, starting now. Come on, so on the count of three, one, two, three, raise your hand. Come on, if that's you, you want to say yes to Jesus. Come on, God sees you, 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 God sees you. Come on, almost 20 hands raised. I love that. Come on, if you're in this place and you're saying, man, I've been fighting with half of the armor that I should have, or maybe you're in this place and you're saying, man, I've said yes to Jesus, but I put down my armor, and tonight I want to pick up my armor again, and I want to fight with a new purpose on my life. If that's you and you're saying, man, I've just been struggling, I've been going through a battle, and tonight I need to be reminded of how good God is in my life. I need to remember that I am protected, I am covered, that God has gone before me. And tonight, I just need to strengthen my faith. If that's you, come on, raise your hand right now. Come on, I just want to see who I'm praying for. Come on, almost every single hand raised in this place. Come on, would you pray with me? Jesus, 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 Jesus. God, I ask right now, Lord, that your Holy Spirit would come and fall in this place. God, I pray that you would begin to do a new work right now in this moment, God. That you would begin to restore lives, God. That you would begin to transform identities, God. That people would feel like they're called. That people will feel like they're worthy, God. That people would feel like they are sons and daughters like your word says. God, we believe the truth that says that we are chosen. We are a royal priesthood. We are a city on a hill. And we will not let the enemy try to deter our identity, God. But we choose to trust in you. God, would you restore our lives? Come on, if you raise your hand and you want to say yes to Jesus, come on, pray this simple prayer with me. Everybody repeat this after me. Say, dear Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. I believe that you rose again. I believe that you are seated at the right hand. Forgive me of my sins. Make my life new. I say yes to you, Jesus. And everybody said amen and amen. Come on, can somebody give God a shout of praise? Thanks for hanging out with us. If you like this message, hit subscribe and stay connected by visiting us at brave.guide. We'll see you next time. And remember, no turning back. The best is yet to come.